Okay, quick jump in here. Wherever Brennan finds a good spot to splice it in. I've not been well, which is something of an understatement. But we've found something to keep momentum going as I would rather not go a month without a release. This is something of a lost episode of Luke Law. We shelved it initially because there were some concerns at the time about indigenous stories not having indigenous voices telling them. I like to think I approach these things more right than wrong, with an eye to share and celebrate, as opposed to just grabbing content, but something had happened where this would have had particularly poor timing, and it ended up shelved a while. Parts of this script have been reused in other episodes where they fit the theme, but there's some never-before-heard stories here. I hope you enjoy, and I'll hopefully be fighting fit very soon. Hello everyone, welcome to Luke Law. A quick deep dive into a folklore topic where I share some of the stories from around the world that have piqued my interest. For this episode, I'm going to take a pass at covering a selection of Native American folklore. We're going to hop around a little bit, not extensively as there is a lot of Native American folklore out there that could be covered, but we're going to do that and then we're going to segue into something a little different. This can be something of a tough topic to approach. Namely, because I'm some random English white guy from halfway around the world. I may be a folklorist, but these aren't my stories. I haven't addressed this directly before, I've just tried my best to be respectful. I tried to do my best with that, so let's shoot for that again. Got some interesting things to cover here. We're going to do a strange place, some creatures, and then we're going to do a first for this show format. Let's crack on. an infamous patch of paranormal land. This podcast is not likely to be someone's first introduction to Skinwalker Ranch, although just in case, let's get everyone up to speed. Skinwalker Ranch is a complicated, or at least highly contentious, topic. An incredibly active patch of land, with huge amounts of anecdotal evidence which is frequently supported by other witnesses or else matching accounts. But no one seems to agree on why this place is a hotspot for the extraordinary. Is it ghosts, demons, aliens, Bigfoot, furries, time travel, dimensional weirdness? Could it even be local indigenous folklore, exactly like it says on the tin? Although some people have a weird aversion to accepting that as a possibility. Other people take a holistic approach to this and simply shrug, saying it's probably some of all of the above at once. It's just that active of an area. As I lampshaded above, there is also, of course, the creature which it is named after, the Skinwalker. The Skinwalker is an evil witch, and I mean that in a way that does not completely translate into English. When the Navajo try to tell you this thing is evil, they aren't messing around. No ambiguity, no secretly nice ones, evil and dangerous. This is how J.K. Rowling managed to cause a controversy attempting to appropriate the idea for one of her Wizarding Worlds tie-ins, trying to apply a modern European storytelling trope to the concept. That really isn't how it works, and it upset a lot of people that she went full steam ahead with bullheaded ignorance on the topic. It is a massive taboo to use the name of a skinwalker, for it will attract their attention. I know this name, and will not be using it or offering the direct translation of the term either. It's easy enough to find, and it may be different when written, but when spoken, well, don't. Doing it just to show off is massively disrespectful. Just saying Skinwalker isn't so bad because that's a weird English language nickname 
as such not really a part of the taboo, although still awkward as not supposed to be spoken about at all. Able to shapeshift into animals, they have a wide range of curses and dark magics at their disposal, as well as being notoriously difficult to kill. If they have taken an interest in a home, they bang on the walls and windows, as well as make scraping noises on the roof, peering within as either animal or person to glare at those inside, trying to make eye contact, which will then give them control over the person they lock gaze with. They're also supposed to enjoy their near immortality in the modern day by appearing suddenly in front of cars to try and cause an accident they themselves can easily walk away from. In theory, Dipping bullets in white ash before shooting them in the neck or head will deal with them, but in practice you're best off seeking a shaman who can use rituals to reflect back the dark power of the skinwalker against itself. It's just not a fight you want to pick. Which leads us back to that one ranch. Skinwalker Ranch is named after a nearby feature of the terrain, what the Ute call Skinwalker Ridge. Already, this ranch is and always has been a terrible idea. Local legends suggest that there were people of the nearby tribes who sided with European invaders. After committing many atrocities on behalf of the invaders, when they were coming home, they managed to end up being cursed into becoming skinwalkers, plural, after setting up camp in that ridge. Something which normally takes dedicated initiation into dark practices, but here, dark deeds led to the transformation. Notorious for its exploded livestock and encounters with bulletproof wolves, some rich person is sat on that land hoping to use it as absolute proof of the supernatural. For now, there have been a few documentaries and a few books covering these events, but so far it's all remained anecdotal. But there are big plans to do a lot more, on camera, and actually catch some activity from what's supposed to be potentially the most supernaturally active place on the planet. The sightings of strange lights in the sky seem to be the main driving force for the ownership of the ranch. Some people believe this is going to be the one that proves aliens are crossing the vastness of space for two to three minutes of probing before going home. The 1996 sale of the ranch, though, got a Pegasus Award off the famous skeptic James Randi for being a ridiculous purchase chasing unproven stories. It was sold on again to the next person with interest in the location for over $4 million in profit, though, so the 96 buyer got the last laugh there. So, place your bets now, I guess. I for one would suggest being nowhere near something called Skinwalker Ridge, with a terrible curse attached to it, but some pundits are hoping for flying saucers, piloted by Bigfoot, travelling through time, on camera. When the Earth becomes just more water. I wanted to find a story I hadn't heard of, and I almost overlooked the Amicook of the native tribes of Alaska. It seems somewhat simple, in that it could swim up to kayaks and pull people down to devour them under the water. Your usual, everyday, hungry water monster that makes life that little bit more terrifying. The leathery-skinned, slimy, and have four arms with which to attack people, a bizarre near-octopus creature with a taste for flesh. Except the water isn't the only place where you find the Amicook. They're able to swim through the earth as effortlessly as if it was the sea, I could even turn into a person and wander the world above ground looking to trick humans. While swimming through the ground, the Amicook can cause all kinds of trouble. Their most common practice is to break ice or the ground itself, chasing after people who escape the water, but that's not their only trick. They can also turn ground into a sort of quicksand by swimming around the chosen victim just beneath them, pulling them down into earth just as easily as they would pull someone down into the ocean depths. They aren't always a bad thing though, I mean, always bad to encounter when your potential food 
but they can have a positive impact on the world around them so long as you successfully avoid encountering one face to hungry face. If an Amicook decides to go investigate landlocked lakes or the craters left by extinct volcanoes, they can bring the waters with them, bringing new life to an area. They can also take the water again if they leave, making their presence beneficial to the area provided you aren't on the menu. Should the Amicook get bored of being in that shape, they can walk the lands as a Comangorit for a time. Disguised pretty perfectly as a human except for one unusual flaw. They can only move in a straight line while in this form. With this giveaway revealing their true nature, it is imperative that you must not accept any gifts off of them. They're a people-eating monster. Use their limited mobility in this form to run away. Although there is also another thing that you can do. Sit with your back to the Quilmangorit and ignore them. They will offer greater and greater riches, even reading your mind for the greatest needs and desires. But if you sit and ignore them for a long enough time, it will drive them away. I don't actually know what happens if you try to accept their gift, but given their behaviour in the oceans, I'm going to go ahead and guess you end up as dinner. The Amacook is a great example of how brute force is a terrible answer for trying to deal with a Native American folklore creature. Apparently, should you shoot an Amacook, it splits into eight Amacook, something which most certainly is not going to help with your Amacook problem. Avoid them, unless they're a Kumangarit and you're prepared to take the time to drive them back. Just go to the local elders instead. Anything else isn't going to end well. A Mimic and a Menace I'm not sure if this has really come across yet, but stories of mimics are something which is going to freak me out the more I research. There's just something about what they're doing, and the potential reasons why they do it, which get under my skin. So, skinwalkers bother me. So, too, does another Native American myth from different tribes. The Raven Mocker. Similar to skinwalkers to an extent, being an evil witch with some powers of disguise, what makes the Raven Mocker different is what makes them so interesting. The Raven Mocker is a feared witch of the Cherokee tradition that have a very simple yet terrifying motivation. For every heart of the sick or elderly they consume, their own life shall be extended by however long the chosen victim should have lived. Able to shapeshift, they can appear as an elderly person, as a raven to move around rapidly. In some stories, they can even change into a Bigfoot or Sasquatch-type ape-man when they're cornered and ready to fight. Or, my personal least favourite, they can become invisible to torment and to feed unnoticed. Once a victim is selected, the raven mocker will live up to their name, announcing their intent with imitated raven calls. From there, they will try to sneak indoors to torment their chosen victim, able to beat them without leaving a mark ultimately even able to consume their heart while not leaving any trace of the deed on the victim's skin. Medicine men and women strong enough in their craft can always spot a raven mocker, even when they're invisible. Should they do this, the raven mocker will die in seven days, so practitioners may be hired to watch over the sick to keep them safe while they recover, especially if a raven call has been heard. As dangerous as they otherwise are, the raven mocker is a sneak attacker who must avoid detection by someone with strong enough medicine. Vigilance is what best defeats them, and taking care of your sick or elderly will starve them out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A story of death. Lastly today, I would like to share a story from a friend of mine who is of Native American descent. I approached Pam looking for folklore she may know, and ended up with a personal story of hers. This is normally the sort of thing I pass along to the main show, but I wanted to take this one on myself. Here are Pam's own words, with a few minor changes to adapt for my reading of them. In Native culture, the owl is considered a bad omen. I never really believed it. After you sent me that request, I really started thinking back, and I've realised something. Especially in the last two years, but throughout my life, it happened and I'm just seeing it now. It's so freaking weird. We have owls out here. They were great horned owls, a soothing call. I could listen to them for hours. Now, they're screeching owls, and I can't stand hearing them. Beautiful, amazing animals, but the call is so... Haunting. Anywho, I digress. I was talking to an elder from my band not too long ago. I told him about things going on, and how I always heard the owls just beforehand. He told me to really watch the timing between the call of the owl and the incidents. I started doing as he said, and holy Hannah, it's scurry. Every time I've heard those owls, something has happened. The very first time I ever heard them, I was 13, at a camp my mom sent me to. It was the camp I accepted Christ at. 
36 hours before I came home, I heard owls. The day I came home, I found that my mum had been sent to the hospital 12 hours before. On and on it's happened over the years. I've heard owls where they shouldn't be. It's just turned scary. Every time someone close to me has been seriously injured, or sick, or hospitalised, or about to lose an animal, I get those warnings. I heard them on Sunday during that blizzard. I shouldn't have. I stepped outside to feed the cats really fast and I heard the owls. Monday morning, I went down to clean my kitty's litter box that was sick. She crawled into my lap, squeaked twice, and passed away on my shoulder. I heard them again yesterday. I came down to feed my five salamanders and my king had died. I heard them again today, so I'm prepping to lose another piece of my heart. I'm watching all my animals like a hawk to make sure they're all okay. But death comes stealthily. I'm praying constantly to the creator that I'm doing all I can to make sure that they are all taken care of properly, but sometimes they're called home. The way I seize it, at least I have a warning, right? If I was to go to a pastor about this, he'd be praying over me to get the bad spirits out. But I've heard them. The call hurts so bad. I don't even say anything anymore. I've just taken to praying for strength to be able to handle whatever is going to happen. For the pain to subside fast so I can keep moving forward and smile genuinely and say yes. I knew them, I held them, and they had to go. I think I'm blessed because it's not humans, at least not anymore. It used to be. My mom, my dad, my best friend, and several others. And I had to beg for the warnings to stop. I begged and pleaded because I couldn't handle it. I almost killed myself since being with my current partner because of the warnings, because of the pain. I didn't want it. I didn't want to know anymore. But now it seems to be just the animals, and I can handle that. It's just the humans I can't. This story seems to me to be more of a death omen, a warning and mourning of loss. Thank you for sharing it, Pam. It prompted this more general show that has been a bit of a wanderer around Native American stories. Hello again, newly recorded bookend for the back of the app. I got hit pretty hard by shingles, but I'm getting through it. The silver lining is, as far as lived experience for a writer goes, I now have a pretty good idea what it'd feel like to be set on fire. The negative is also that I've had a fair bit of pain to deal with. If anyone would like to cheer me up, I would love it if listeners could come to the Luke Law Facebook group and start a discussion of their favourite stories. An episode they liked, or an individual story, or even a type of story. Heck, something I've not covered yet that you think is cool. It would help me out while I'm resting, and it will also help me know more of what to do. Thank you everyone just for listening. I feel I've let everyone down by being out of action, but I'm much happier that you're waiting on the other side of this for more awesome folklore stories. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. (sighs) Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.